here's a message from Ken Lavica. We saw an epic finish last night in the NBA. We're going to be talking about the Suns' Valley Oop for years to come. That was good, right, Coquel? But it took so long to get there, and I think it's time to finally ask the question, are replaying coaches' challenges actually hurting sports? Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. DeAndre Ayton goes down in NBA lore with one of the most memorable and certainly most memorable in recent memory game-winning shots that we've seen in the NBA postseason. But why did the final two minutes of that game take a half hour? Something needs to give because this doesn't feel sustainable for us, the fan. Ken Levick Alive Wednesday edition. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel coming to you from downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, and a John Levine action at Attorney Studios right off. Today, the partly cloudy intracoastal. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. He's our sports law insider, our sports agent insider. He will join us later on in the program, able to reschedule him uh, off of uh, uh, yesterday. But last night was awesome. I mean, Coquel, that's as good as it gets. And watching this Suns team, I think once CP3 comes back, they are the championship favorite that remains. I think they're a better team than the Clippers. I think that they're a better team than the Bucs. I think they're certainly a better team than the Hawks. They're electrifying. Devin Booker is an elite star. They're deep. Uh, Monty Williams, uh, what he has put together from a rotation standpoint, from a performance standpoint, and from a belief standpoint is, is really unmatched in the NBA this year. And then he drew this up. With seven-tenths of a second left to go last night, and Jay Crowder, former Heat, standing on the right baseline, this play happened last night, and this is how it sounded on ESPN. Not an easy inbound with that big body in front of you. Crowder looking, throws it, alley, oh! Oh, that is goosebump stuff right there. That's Mike Breen on the call. It was awesome 30 minutes later when I found out it counted. So this is the problem that we had last night. The final two minutes of that game, the final two game minutes of that contest, that epic finish that featured missed free throws and featured loose balls and featured pushing and shoving and featured a game-winning alley-oop off an inbounds play, it took damn near a half an hour. I mean... It was, at points, me looking at my phone wondering, do I just turn this off and find out the ending tomorrow? Because I need to go to bed. I, at 36 years old, and am at an advanced age now where I'm really struggling near the end of NBA playoff games or Major League Baseball games or late NFL games to stay awake. And it was so ragged, the final two minutes, that it almost, that alley-oop, came just completely out of nowhere because and it was such a jarring jolt to the system because there was no flow 
no rhythm, and constant delays in the final two minutes of that game. It was ridiculous. You had uh, a review for a ball tipped out of bounds. You had a review in that game uh, over a possible illegal substitution with the Clippers. You had the review of whether or not the eight and basket actually counted. You had the review of if there was still time left in the game. Enough is enough. I, many, many years ago, when the push for in-game instant replay came up, specifically in baseball, specifically in the NBA, I had a simpleton approach to a Coquel. It was, yeah, if you can get it right, why wouldn't you get it right? If you can eliminate human error, why wouldn't you do that? Of course you go replay. Of course you do that. I've started to change on that now. I can't do this anymore. And uh, whether it's basketball with the constant reviews about uh, whether or not a ball went out of bounds off someone's hand or someone's foot. Uh, The referee has to look into the camera now and make the announcement to the arena and to the television audience. Whether it's the NFL where we're throwing the red flags and we're getting replays and we're sitting in the hood longer than 90 seconds, which is the actual time that uh, should be allotted, and we're doing this for four or five minutes. Whether it's soccer with VAR where we are literally going back and wiping out goals after over offside calls that are the length of a blade of grass uh hockey whether or not someone is offside uh i i am a and then major league baseball where you've got replay where a good portion of the time the umpires are still making the wrong call after they're getting the phone call from new york with their replay umpire i'm all for getting the calls right i'm all for looking at them But if I had the choice between human error and just dealing with it, if an official or a referee or an umpire got it wrong, and a 30-minute final two minutes of an NBA playoff game, I'm taking the human error. I was pro-replay, and now I can't do this anymore. Are replays and challenges helping or hurting sports? That's what I'm asking you today because a lot of you lived it with me last night. A final two minutes of an epic playoff game, and we're going to talk about how great it was. I don't just want to sit here and uh, complain, but that's pretty cut and dry. That was epic. That was amazing. They're going to write books about that. They're going to make documentaries about it in Phoenix. That play, Monty Williams, what he drew up, how that was executed, superb, but It took so long to get to that point where it took away from the viewing experience. And it's not just isolated to the NBA. This is all sports now. Are replays and challenges helping or hurting sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. As always, you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. Are replays and challenges helping or hurting sports? Because, Coquel, there's also something that happened in baseball last night. We are now uh, locked in on enforcing the sticky stuff rule, the grip rule in baseball. No additional substances unless it's sweat and rosin. Other than that, you're getting checked, you're getting kicked out of the game, you're getting a 10-game suspension without pay. Last night, the Nationals were in Philadelphia playing the Phillies. And Joe Girardi, not once, not twice, but three times ordered the umpires to check Max Scherzer, the Nationals' ace, for sticky substances to a point where it got heated, where it got volatile. And the third instance 
of him calling for a check of Max Scherzer resulted in this. Max Scherzer, as the inning ended, gazing over toward the Phillies' dugout, didn't say anything, just looked, and then Joe Girardi came up and said, come on over, firing everybody up, and he was ejected from the ball game. That's the ejection from Tim Timmons, 40th ejection for Joe. Scherzer mad, showing his hands. If you're uh, Mad Max, you should be careful. Yeah, uh, you know. Be careful. Well, here's the thing. Joe got upset, and you get it. He's staring him down in the dugout. So that was as it was heard on uh, uh, NBC Philadelphia last night. Max Scherzer, I can see why he's upset. Joe Girardi, and that's because, as he should, it's legal. You can call for checks to the pitcher. He is trying to mess with Max Scherzer. But that's unwatchable. That's not baseball. And then it results in Joe Girardi trying to challenge Max Scherzer to a fist fight. I don't think Max Scherzer should calm down, as the TV commentator said. I can understand why Max Scherzer's upset, and I don't know why Boca Raton's Joe Girardi, the manager of the Phillies, is then, out of frustration, marching out of his dugout to challenge Max Scherzer to a fist fight. But there's no reason, there's no reason for three umpire checks of a pitcher, whether or not he has sticky stuff on the brim of his cap or on his belt. You had Sergio Ramos at the A's last night walk up to the umpire and basically just pull down his pants because he was frustrated, knew what was going to happen. There was going to be a substance check. If that's going to be the norm in baseball, like, I'm out. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to see every inning a manager call for the check of a pitcher. I get it's, it's gamesmanship, but who wants that? That's detrimental to the game. I can tell you exactly who wants it. The guys who do the bad lip-reading videos. John Boy. That is, you know how great those are going to be with him walking up to the umpire and just taking off his pants? Like, come on. They're going to have so much fun with those videos. And therein, you get a great look at it, what constitutes entertainment value for Coquel. <laughs> come on. That's fun. Well, I can't wait to see what they dub over when he pulled his pants down in front of the umpire. You don't like those videos when they go over and they change with all the quarterbacks are yelling and they have the funny voices? They're great. fine. <laughs> They're fine. They're fine. You are I'm so just a simple I. man. You are a simple man with simple comedic tastes. But are replacing challenges helping or hurting sports? Because I can't believe I'm saying this. I was as pro-replay as they come, take the time, get it right, but now me and my sports-watching sensibilities, this is ridiculous. This is taking way too much time, and it's hurting the game. Are replacing challenges helping or hurting sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 or tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Replays and challenges, helping or hurting sports. Are you okay with human error if it means you can have the final 90 seconds of an NBA game finish in like 90 seconds? It's not even just the time, Ken. It's when it happens. They're not replaying things in the middle of the first quarter. Mm -hmm. It's all at the end of the game. It's so backloaded. Which is the money part of the game or in the NFL. We're only going to replay scoring plays. Like, right. No, I want to celebrate. I don't want the emotion of a touchdown, sit, wait, and then celebrate because the ref came out and said it was good. Yeah. I want to be able to celebrate the call on the field. I'm there for my entertainment. I get it. Gambling probably is a big part of why replay sure. is truly there. But human error has to be part of the equation because it has to happen instantaneously. We went to that goaltending replay, and Mark Jackson and Van Gundy were like, 
What are we wasting our time for? And they still wasted another 10 minutes. They, they literally called it. it. Right after the eight and dunk happened on the alley-oop, they said this is not a this is an inbound play. This is not a shot. Goaltending does not exist in this game. And uh, and and so like that right there, if 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 Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, like they immediately know the rule. What are the officials looking at? Like because they were legitimately looking at that for a while to see if that counted. Did someone have to actually reach out to them and tell them, "Hey guys, that was an inbound." Like what are we doing here? And why is this taking so long? Why does the officials on the floor have to do it? Why isn't there official a fifth official staring at TVs all game who they just buzz in and that's it? And right away. Like they're reviewing every play? Yeah, if we're going to have a if we're going to have a review, someone should already have been looking at it. Every play, but you don't go to him unless you call for the review. Uh, by the way, Brian McLovin Rowitz, our executive producer, WPTV uh, News Channel 5, and uh, also WFLX uh, Fox 29. Big time high school hysteria contributor. It's on his resume. He sent. Uh, he just sent me this tweet from uh, StatMuse. The last 90 seconds of the Phoenix Clippers game took 33 real-time minutes. The last 90 seconds of the game. So I was actually undercutting it, saying that the final two minutes took a half hour. The last 90 seconds of the game took 33 real-time minutes. There were as many reviews, five of them, as field goals made in that span. Five of them. That's unacceptable. As a TV viewer... That is unacceptable, especially at like 11.15, 11.30 at night when these things are taking place. But think about what a moment that Aiton Dunk really would have been because they probably wouldn't have put time back on the clock. They wouldn't have stopped it. The Suns would have been on the floor. The fans would have been going crazy, and that would have been over, and that would have been yeah. the lasting memory. Instead, the lasting memory is watching other people watch TV. Yeah. Like right. watching the refs huddle around. I just don't get it. I just, I, I look at the NBA and uh, you're literally reviewing inside of two minutes every single ball that's NFL knocked out too. of bounds. In the NFL, you've not only got your challenges, but inside of two minutes, it's a booth review and then all scoring plays get reviewed. In a game that's usually already taking about three and a half hours, in baseball, the umpire has to go back to the screen, get on the phone, talk to New York. Maybe they get it right. Maybe they don't get it right. Maybe Joe Girardi's asking for you to walk out to the pitcher and feel around his belt or the uh, the bill of his cap. In soccer, you have glorious goals, incredible runs, uh, just really beautiful play that's wiped out because an official after the fact sees that maybe someone tugged on a jersey in the box using V. VAR, we, this is not good for sports and certainly not good for sports on television. They all happen at the emotional parts, the parts that right. draw us to sports. The reason we love sports as kids That's and hold on to sports as adults. You're exactly right. The, the places in which we romanticize about the game or the games that we love. You're right. That great goal. That incredible three, that amazing inbound play. Um, uh, every touchdown, game-winning touchdown, every touchdown. Everything. Every single touchdown there's, is reviewed. There's just that delay that makes everything seem so artificial, that beautiful slide into the plate uh, on a bang-bang play. Those are the things that draw you to the sport in real time. You say, that was amazing. But then we're nitpicking everything to the millimeter, and I don't think that's yeah are you getting it right most of the time yes but does it take away from the purity of the game yeah it absolutely does well i found out last night you cannot steal the ball out of someone's hands and have it go out of bounds you 
Like, yeah. I'm sorry, excuse me. If you're the offensive guy, you can't right. hold the ball because if it gets knocked out of your hands, it's going to be it's out, out on you, you yeah. because the ball rolled off your fingertips. Though so I was taught my whole life growing up, my whole life watching sports, my seventh grade ref career, big time ref in seventh, eighth grade. Mm, I'm sure. Yeah, with the little guys. If the guy hits it out of his hands, it's out on the person who mm-hmm. forced the momentum of the ball mm-hmm. out. Not last night in one of the biggest moments of the game. I don't understand. We have don't, the, the, the zooming in with high def TV is ruining everything about sports this that I is love. The th- those cameras are really cool and they are technological advances unlike anything we would ever even be able to dream of 10, 15 years ago. But it really makes for a death march of a game, especially late in games across all sports. Uh, uh, are replays and challenges helping or hurting sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to Twitter. Adam Smoot tweets, Instant replay was fine until we got the technology to see it frame by frame in ultra HD. And now we analyze plays at a microscopic level, which just leads to more rule changes, which leads to more instant replay, which leads to more rule changes. Again, you rinse and repeat. The NFL is the biggest offender of that. Yeah. Yeah. That is just what you were saying. When we're looking at everything at a microscopic level, it takes away the purity of competition. It takes away... The artistry, it takes away the execution. When you're judging things by a centimeter or by a blade of grass, I don't like that. It That's also, not watchable. It takes away the uh, enough of the, I want to call it bar room or water cooler talk has been taken away already because we have the internet. So there's mm-hmm. no more arguing. We just look up answers, right? Like the sports talk now comes, oh, who's the better pitcher? We go to our little computers that are in our pocket and look up stats instead of just talking and hamming it out and going back and forth. That's all taken away already. Replay's doing the same thing. I go back to the Jets, Testaverde diving to the three-yard line, them giving him a touchdown. <laughs> like that, That's that was, what replay's for. But no, but I don't even care. I don't want that because half of the fun was arguing about it and then being a turd of a Jet fan and being like, ah, he scored. I don't know what you're talking about. Like That's the fun of the human error. could be just as much fun as a fan, even when it goes against you. The misery is part of it. The raw emotions. We're in the sports talk business, right? Because we want to elicit emotion, whether it's fun like we had yesterday that elicited a ton of emotion, or it's anger because the heat got knocked out, because that elicited emotion, the heat yeah. getting swept. We want to have the emotion, and replay takes all of that away. Uh, the, the technology of the sport has made it so much better, but also I think that there has been a detrimental effect. Human error. We can eliminate it. We have the technology to eliminate it in all sports. But is it taken away from what we actually love about sports, which is the free-flowing execution nature of sport, especially on TV? Are replays and challenges helping or hurting sports? I say hurting. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I say hurting now. And last night, 90 seconds being played in 33 minutes uh, in a pivotal NBA playoff game, that's unacceptable. The NBA cannot think that that's good. Are replays and challenges helping or hurting sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And don't forget to send us your tweets at ESPN West Palm. You know what? 
is good, and you know what has stood the test of time, is the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Ken Levick, alive featuring Coquel, is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon, he has been in charge for 21 years of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Speaking of adjusting, a lot in sports has changed from a business standpoint in 21 years. He's seen it all. He's someone who worked in the sports industry. He's someone who is in charge of facilities. We're talking the spectrum in Philadelphia. We're talking working at Madison Square Garden. He has seen it all, and he has adjusted to the times. You're getting the best singular sports industry education out there, nationally ranked in uh, the United States, internationally ranked uh, across the globe. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Fall semester classes, sign up for them now. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. This is how you get into the sports industry because you are learning. The adjunct professors are in the sports industry. First-hand knowledge. Find out more. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport fau.edu slash mba sport our replays and challenges helping or hurting sports is it just too damn long i know coquel you and i sound old we might sound old talking about how much we hate replay and how long it takes and oh it's late but enough is enough already our replays and challenges helping or hurting sports 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 who was actually the hero of the Suns final play last night. We'll tell you next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Levick and Chris Coquel. Coquel, are we coming off as too old? Are we just old, crotchety sports guys now? Or do you think that the majority side with us that there's no reason for 90 game seconds to take 33 minutes? First of all, speak for yourself. I am as young and hip as it gets. Oh, yeah? The kids are still saying hip, right? That's the thing? No? <laughs> unless my, unless it's the thing that hurts uh, bottom part of my body. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think... Everyone was annoyed. Well, I can't imagine anyone being like, that was so cool. That I love that play. Like, that camera angle is amazing. We went from the best ending of a basketball game, a huge game, a Western Conference Finals game that ended on a dunk, that didn't end on a dunk, that ended with people talking and refs and Boogie getting into a fight and no yeah. one, everyone ignoring the Boogie pushing Devin Booker. Like, that just got swept under because it was involved in replays. Well, that's a great point. We still don't know the story behind that, why Devin Booker is being shoved by, was it Morris or no, Booker? it was Boogie Cousins. It was Boogie? Yeah. Like, why Why did that happen? And you're right. It's because we're discussing, oh, did that count? What's the rule? What and none the of the refs know at? because everyone was on the floor because they thought the game was over and the refs were in the corner huddling watching TV. Like, <sighs> maybe they were in there downloading the Ken Levicka Live podcast. Maybe. I don't know what they're doing under there. They had time to listen to three uh, three segments yesterday. I was going to say they absolutely did. Uh, Ken Levicka Live featuring Coquel, that podcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to it, get it right to your phone every single day. It'll take way less time for us to wrap up and get you the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast than it took to figure out whether or not that Aiton uh, alley-oop counted last night in Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. Um, so that final play 
it's going to be dissected. It has been already all over social media, but there's so many things to unpack with that from last night. And I'm just curious who actually is the hero of that play because it's easy to just say that it's DeAndre Ayton where uh, he rises up. He's able to make contact with the ball, put it through, seven-tenths of a second left, game over, Suns win, up two games to none in the Western Conference Finals. Is DeAndre Ayton the hero, or did you see the screen that Devin Booker set? Oh, you are so spring? in love. Uh, Devin you Booker, are so in love right now. Here's the thing about Devin Booker is that with him with a mashed-up face after uh, Patrick Beverly, uh, just dirty, dirty Pat Beverly hit him in the face last night. Headbutted him. And I did not see it. I saw your tweet, and then I tuned into ESPN to see what happened. And I was angry. You were right. You tweeted at me. How dare they do that to Devin Bo- or Ken, uh, KLV 106.3's boy? And you're right. Yeah, that was that's garbage. Your, that's your man's. You love, you love yourself some D-Booker. But Devin Booker with a mashed-up face is that much more for me. I have so much more of a sports love for him than I already did because he's a grinder. And he's tough. Oh, and that face is just, it is so beautiful, even all marked up as he is uh, as he's driving to the rim and rotating the basketball. Mm, man, Devin Booker. Can you be gritty and tough and an Instagram model influencer <laughs> at the same know. time? Because I feel like he's got to play on both sides but of the fence. Isn't that what like Jake Paul and Logan Paul are going for? No, they're just loud mouths who start fights and people pay for it. Like, I don't know. I guess they're YouTube influencers too, but yeah. are they really tough or are they just... I guess they're pretty. I don't know. I mean, I, I, Logan Paul. I. I mean, but then Jake Paul is tougher than Logan. But did they start off as like influencers, where it was because of their looks, or they were just always no? They were just pranksters. Yeah, yeah, they were like YouTube prank the, guys. Like Devin Booker was in there in his bathing suit, just yeah. like posting and posing right. and staring off with this beautiful face. I mean, what you know, doing whatever <laughs> pictures he does. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> Instagram. Um, but that screen he set was, I mean, that was physical, and it was brutal. And that's what sprung Aiton. So that guy, after getting slammed in the face, headbutted by Patrick Beverly in the final seven-tenths of a second, is setting a screen as a guy who the play's not designed for. Like, that, how do you not love that? How many stars would have done the Pippen and been like, oh, you're not giving me the ball, Scotty Pippen, famously when Phil Jackson drew up a play for Tony Kukoc, mm-hmm. said nope, and Against sat his behind down on the bench. Absolutely. How many st- and Kukoc drained the shot to win yeah, the game, which right. just beautiful, even right. even in my shoes as a Knicks fan. It was like, ha Scotty. But how many stars would have been mad about that and pouted? Instead, he's like, no, I'm not shooting well tonight anyway, and right. there's only .9. This makes the most sense. Devin Booker, the best player on the floor, setting a screen on the final play and doing it perfectly. Is he the hero of that final play? How about Jay Crowder? And I know that we have been very anti-replay um, in the opening almost half hour of the show, but that comes to review because the replay of the pass coming out of Jay Crowder's hands and what he delivered to the rim, did you see how close that ball came to hitting the side of the backboard? Like We've got to be talking three or four millimeters. I mean, it almost scraped the side of the backboard. It also was a great shot because it was going in. I know. I know. Like he definitely was like, was going oh, in. Let me put my finger on it before this gets in there. You know what Jay Crowder did? Like That was a horse shot. Yeah, like he was playing a horse from baseline right, and it almost grazed the backboard. Did not, and that's how it found DeAndre Ayton. I mean, that is as perfect a pass. I would have just chunked it off the glass. I would have panicked, 
tightened up and just chunked it off the side of the backboard. Game over. Clippers ball. 1-1. I mean, but he's a guy who stays cool and clearly is the reason the Heat made it to the finals last year. <laughs> uh, I wish I could be mad at that, actually, but I can't. <laughs> I, he was a big part of it. There's Jay no Crowder doubt. last year. The finals Heat, this year. sweepity doo Kenny. The Heat sure as bleep could have used Jay Crowder this year. That is the truth. So the hero of last night's play, uh, final play for the Suns, was it DeAndre Ayton? He gets credited for the bucket. Is it Devin Booker who set the screen? Is it Jay Crowder who threw the pass that almost grazed the backboard? Coquel oh, hand can I, up. as a former high school football coach? By the way, my resume is pretty good. It's out there if anyone's wondering. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding, Ken. I'm not leaving you ever. Mm, stop taking phone calls. <laughs> oh, okay. But anyway, what about Monty Williams drawing up the play? Correct. Like, what, about that? what about the yeah. coaching job to call up that play? Although Van Gundy on the broadcast again, and I know I love myself some JVG, but like he basically called Drew up the play on the broadcast before they ran yeah. the play as well. But it's one thing. It's easy to sit in the broadcast position and do that. It's another thing to draw it up in the huddle and execute it perfectly. Like that's the thing. You can draw it up, but the fact that it was executed perfectly is is another thing. And that's the amount of confidence that those guys have in Monty Williams. And I was I know that I was sort of disrespecting you the other day when I said, sorry, Tibbs, sorry, Knicks. The actual the coach of the year is not Tom Thibodeau. It is Monty Williams. But that sort of lends to what I was saying, that this guy has pushed every single right button. It started with James Jones in the front office, and it's trickled down to Monty Williams and how that team believes in him now. I mean, how about CP3 tweeting right after the game? Great play call, Monty. Like, those two love one another. I mean, CP3 was, I didn't know if you noticed, like, I, I love the celebration part, which is part of the reason why I hate um, instant replay, and I hate that it slows it down because it takes away from that. They had CP3 on FaceTime within like seconds after the I game, know. like I within know. seconds I on know. the court, celebrating with them. Chris Paul at home because of COVID reasons. Like that's incredible. That's the yep. emotion that should be there, yep. and then replay ruined it. Or is the hero of last night's game someone who wasn't even in a Suns uniform or on the Suns bench? Oh. Was it Boogie Cousins who was defending the inbound? I don't know what he was doing, oh, but he was defending the inbound straight on as if Jay Crowder was going to inbound into like the corner or lob it to the wing. He didn't he, angle himself. He didn't put himself between the rim and Jay Crowder. He just defended it straight on, and that's what allowed Jay Crowder the free look and the free shot at the rim. But Boogie Cousins, a guy who's been in the NBA forever, he's played at a high level. He's an all-star. What is he doing there? Do you think maybe they thought that Booker was going to act like he was setting the screen and bounce out there, and that was his primary concern? I, maybe, I'm just trying but, to justify because it didn't make sense. Point nine, you're going to throw a lob to the rim. Everyone yeah, knows Yeah, that's it. the thing. I would take my chances, and I suppose that it's easier radio host day after to, nah. uh, to, to armchair coach this, but nine-tenths of a second, a catch-and-shoot, if that was going to be the play where Devin Booker pops out and tries to shoot something from the baseline, that's significantly lesser percentage than a lob to the rim when DeAndre Ayton, a gigantic man, is rolling to the rim. I would take away the rim and force them to hit something quick from outside of 15 feet. And it's just a catch-and-shoot. There's no turn. There's nothing. Because point three is the line they draw, which I still don't get how you can really catch-and-shoot at point three. But that's the line that was made up. And I believe that was actually another Nick who – it might have been Skywalker who caught one – or Trent Tucker – 
who caught one with point one turned and shot and they counted it somehow. <laughs> but that rules there. For Time point doesn't three. work like that. So they had point nine. Just even like the tapping though, they said they gave put point seven back on the clock, which right. I didn't understand that either. Yeah. Like it does take time for the ball to hit his rim and then go through the net. But that's replay again, looking mm-hmm. at the milliseconds. Game should have um, been over. I would have forced Booker into the corner. Yes. Try, try to shoot a fadeaway three, I something. Guess Boogie's better than that. Like, is the sideline telling him that? Did he take that uh, uh, on his own to to defend it like that? Because he ends up being a big reason why that play was able to be executed. That feels like a Tyron Lue where they didn't always practice Boogie doing in that situation, looking to the bench and saying, who's big? Boogie, get out there and be a big presence I, in front I, of him. Yeah, I can trust you. And it, no, you're just size-wise. Sure. You're just big. Like, sure. like if he had Taco Fall, like mm-hmm. he would have been like, Taco, get out there. You know what I mean? Like not even working on it. You're just a big body yeah. in front of the passer. But that final play, that final play last night for the Suns, who was actually the hero? Was it Aiton, who gets credit for the game winner? Was it Devin Booker, that beautiful man setting the screen? Was it Jay Crowder, the pass that was so perfect that it nearly grazed the backboard? Is it Monty Williams for drawing it up? Or is it Boogie Cousins, who was lost defensively on the inbound? Who was the actual hero of the Suns inbound play that won it last night in the Western Conference Finals? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You are definitely always winning when, uh, well, first you're losing if your air conditioning goes out. Okay, you're really losing, especially now where it's 90% humidity pretty much every day. I leave this station, I get to my car as fast, turn on the AC, which isn't as cool as my house, and then I drive as fast as I can to my house to get inside my home AC. <laughs> and luckily, we know a good AC company, uh-huh. so we're, we're, we're good to go in that department. And then I walk in, and I put on blankets because I love it nice and cold and the AC pumping. You are going to need to depend on EDS. EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes. And I love the visual of Coquel racing from his car into his home because it's too hot out and he's trying to dive into his air conditioning. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS family owned and operated by Ed Sasso. Residential and commercial needs. They handle your service and maintenance. They handle your new system installs. Indoor air quality interior plumbing and water heaters maintenance plans as well that is eds air conditioning serving palm beach county since 2006 that's right this is year 15 for them they're a trained comfort specialist that means they're elite and they're relied upon trained comfort specialists it's hard to stop a train that's eds air conditioning eds is yes have your air conditioning plan edsairconditioning.com or call 561 316-8799 EDS Air Conditioning EDSairconditioning.com A person much smarter than us Pat Lawler, he's our sports agent insider He's our sports law insider He is going to join us next to discuss NIL, the Supreme Court against the NCAA and some Olympic basketball as well He's Coquel, I'm Ken Levick I'm live on ESPN 106.3